All right, the Utah Jazz are now the ninth seed. They are absolutely changing who they are as a team. Tonight, there was some specific things that I wanted to see, and they answered it. Let's talk about it. It's the Hoops Nerd Show. All right, guys, before we get into this, let's just give a shout out to our sponsor, Price Picks. Go to pricepicks.com, use promo code HoopsNerd. Look, there's the promo code. Use it. Go to pricepicks.com, use promo code HoopsNerd. They will match up to $100. You will get $100 of free money. All you got to do is go to pricepicks.com if you've never signed up before, use promo code HoopsNerd, and they will match. You put $5 down, they will match it. You put the over on Lowry Market and points, chances are you're going to do well. Go to pricepicks.com, use the promo code HoopsNerd. It supports the channel and you'll have a blast. I promise. Also, I felt bad last game. Dirty Jazz, I you did do a super chat last night. Thank you so much. I'm sorry I missed it, but thank you. And you were right. I don't know if the Jazz should or should not trade Kelly Olynyk. We shall see because Kelly Olynyk had some nice moments in this one. Uh, anyways, let's take down this let's see whoops let's <laughs> bring up this not my twitter this one okay here we go all right so the utah jazz beat the los angeles lakers it was a nice win for the jazz because this lakers team came in and will hardy had a quote after the game that was really interesting he said that this Lakers team adjusted in a big way. They were a completely different style without LeBron James. And you could see that it gave the Jazz trouble. They had to adjust as the game went on. And thank goodness the Jazz have someone like Will Hardy coaching them because if the, the game plans out the window with former head coach Quinn Snyder, I don't think the Jazz win this game. With Will Hardy, he adjusted and got a nice win. I know LeBron James is... You know, obviously one of the greatest players of all time, and he doesn't play tonight. So it's easier to play the Lakers without LeBron James, obviously, than with him. But there is something to be said to be playing a team that has a very specific style with a very specific player. And then if they all of a sudden adjust, that's going to be hard to figure it out, you know. And so we shouldn't be all that, all that surprised that someone like D'Angelo Russell had just a monster night. Here, let me raise this up. All right, so... Yes, without LeBron James, it really came down to D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Davis being the guys. You would have thought, I mean, Austin Reeves goes seven for eight, but that's because he got, you know, some foul calls and things. He fouls out in this one, uh, but he still scores 19 points and has, what's that, two assists? But it was the D'Angelo Russell show tonight. The Jazz just really did not have a big an answer for him. And when he is hot, he's hard to guard because he does have that high release. He just does find a way to shoot the ball. And when it's going in and he can do this, it's he can score in bunches. He plays 40 minutes tonight and honestly kept the Lakers in this one, uh, mainly because of Anthony Davis not being able to score, although he... Anthony Davis is such a huge presence inside those 15 rebounds are not surprising. And look at that, 11 assists. Anthony Davis, I didn't even realize this, a triple-double for Anthony Davis tonight with 15, 15, and 11. The Jazz were doubling him in the first quarter, and it just didn't really quite work. And you can see that with the assists there. So, a uh, big night for Anthony Davis, but he couldn't score the ball. And there's a big reason why, and it's an exciting reason, if you're a Jazz fan. 
So let's go to the Utah Jazz. Um, Simone Fontecchio did not hit the goal. <laughs> we talked about it last game. He hit the goal. Tonight he did not. Simone Fontecchio, as they say in, t in Italian, molto brutto, muy malo, molto brutto. It was bad. It was very bad. Uh, just, you know, didn't have it offensively. Now, defensively, he made some nice plays. And he does have four assists and four rebounds. He does contribute in other ways. But these are the nights that are, are frustrating. You need him to hit shots. He is a good shooter. Sorry. And he just does not hit shots tonight that the Jazz needed. I mean, if Simone Fontecchio has a nice, a nice night, then the Jazz do completely differently. Uh, in this game. Instead, it was a little bit of a struggle. He's over 3, over 5 from the field. He had, uh, I thought it would be more turnovers, but just the one. Um, but he was still a plus 16, and a lot of that comes from the defense, which is really the hallmark of the Jazz run lately. They have been such an awesome defensive team. And so that's, you know, that's the story with Fontecchio. There's the goal. Two threes. We didn't hit it. So come on, Fontecchio. Uh, we mentioned... Anthony Davis, and there's a story that happened in this game that needs to be talked about, and it's pretty exciting for Jazz fans. Um, Walker Kessler was terrible tonight, especially in the first half. He was just bad. And the second half, not much better. I mean, look at this, minus 12 for Walker Kessler. It was, it was surprisingly bad. I mean, he just was not... So let's just talk about what happened in this game. The Bull, the Lakers came out and they're playing a different style of offense. I didn't, you know, that's what Will Hardy said. It basically was running the offense through Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell. And then having a lot of like spread, I don't know. But really the mentality of the Lakers in this game came in. They were going to bully the Jazz. The Lakers are big. They are strong. They are big. Anthony Davis is a strong, big dude. And, you know, they were bullying the Jazz at every level. And it showed in the first quarter and in the second quarter as well. And Walker Kessler was not up to the task tonight. That was disappointing. I tell you what. And it doesn't mean it's the end of the world. It was just one of those things where you're like, man, we needed you, Walker Kessler, to have a big night because you're going up against Anthony Davis, one of the better bigs in the NBA. And it just wasn't there. Walker Kessler plays just 13 minutes because he just did not have it. He was he has one block shot, but man, they took it to him. And he just kind of there's got to be more force from Walker Kessler. There just has to be. You have to be tougher than that. If you want to be one of the dominant bigs in the NBA. I mean, you know, the old days of Shaq and Hakeem and all these and, you know, the Jazz drafting Ostertag just to stand up to those guys. It's. You know, to make it in this league, it's not quite the same as it was back then, but you still have to be tough inside because teams like this who do have a big, big, you know, uh, Jokic, Embiid, Anthony Davis, these big, big time, big bodies, strong bigs, you've got to be tough. And it was not there tonight. So it's a little disappointing. Not going to lie. Personally disappointed. Uh, but the exciting thing is Will Hardy adjusted and the Jazz had Lowry Markinen guarding Anthony Davis. And look what happens. Uh, Anthony Davis goes 5 for 21. And a lot of this was, was Markinen guarding him. This is huge, huge stuff 
for the future of this team and just the fact that they can do that because it really shows a reason why this starting lineup is doing really well. I mean, John Collins and Larry Markkinen is kind of a unique starting lineup. You know, John Collins is probably more of a power forward that plays a style more like a center, and that's why they have him playing center. And his rim protections numbers are pretty good. And they had him on Anthony Davis a little bit. It wasn't going perfectly, but it was better than what Kessler was doing. But the fact that Markkinen can also switch and go on to AD and did a really good job forcing him into longer range shots. He blocked, I mean, how many blocks? He had just one block, but he really affected a lot of the shots that Anthony Davis took. I mean, Anthony Davis went at him. Davis took how many shots? He took 21 shots. So Davis was trying, and for Markkinen to play that well, I mean, he was the best guy guarding uh, Anthony Davis tonight. That I mean, who knew we'd be? I'd be saying that phrase or that sentence this season. Larry Markkinen was the best rim protector on the Jazz tonight, easily, and guarding in the post in isolation with Markkinen guarding him. You know, in the first quarter they doubled, and to Hardy's credit, they they went away from it because it just wasn't really working. The Lakers, for whatever reason, who are like not a very good three point shooting team. We're hitting their threes. So the Jazz adjusted. Instead of like freaking Quinn Snyder in the playoffs against the Toronto, or not the Toronto Raptors, the, the Clippers, and just letting Terrence Mann torch you to death, just because someone isn't a high percentage three-point shooter doesn't mean they can't have a big night. And that's what happened tonight with the Lakers. And instead of letting them just torch the Jazz, Hardy adjusted. And they won the game. And it's two things. It's credit to Hardy to just be willing to adjust and say, hey, that game plan's not working. We need to adjust. And then to know that you can send Markkinen out there. And then it worked, and so Hardy just continues to do it. And the fact that Markkinen bangs inside with, with Anthony Davis, who is, he looks like it's not fun to guard him. He looks strong as could be. And those elbows look very unpleasant to have banging into your chest and your shoulders and, you know, for him to bang inside like that and take the brunt of that force and then to have these kind of numbers, I mean, 29 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 5 assists for Lowry Markkinen. Remember when we used to talk about Markkinen not being able to pass the ball? 5 assists for Markkinen? In fact, now I'm curious. Let's go, baby. Let's just check this out because I we're starting to see a trend here. The what? Look at this. It's already higher than his career because I think of his most recent play. Let's go to the game log here. Last five games even. Uh, 5 one two, two, 2 So he's averaging one, like at least you know two assists per game these last five games. And that's not even including tonight. So two nights in a row he has five assists. Because look, that's... Oh, wait, no. This is Toronto. Two assists. But he has five against Boston. But look at that. 5-1, 2 2, two 5 That's awesome. That's a trend, baby. Can Markkinen get to two to three assists per game? That's huge. We also saw the behind-the-back dribble in transition to, like, ward off D'Angelo Russell, who, by the way, talked a lot of mess and got the technical because he was showing the too small too much. And you know what? Pretty big night for Larry Markkinen. This was, like, this was one of those nights where you're like, holy smokes, Markkinen is taking another step as a player. Whole, you got to give all the credit to Markkinen because he is putting in the work. His handle's getting better. I mean, obviously, but he's also passing the ball better. Those were two of the things he needed to get better at if he wants to get into that upper echelon of players. 
kind of doing it. We're kind of seeing the makings of some playmaking from Markkinen. Now, I don't know if they're going to run pick and rolls with Markkinen. That it would, you know, if he can do that, holy cow, look out. But he can pass the ball within the offense and he can handle it, which means he can get into his shot against mismatches and at his height and his shooting ability is just lights out, you know? The Jazz can run offenses in the playoffs where they're switching until they get some bozo on him guarding him and he's going to score on that guy whoever it is and so this is big time stuff this is the reason why watching every single game matters because you start seeing the little nuances and the little improvements that markinen is still making and like we said markinen's 26 he's not that old if he is bought in like he said to this jazz team and their future why can't he play for the next 10 years for the utah jazz why not his game is going to age well as he goes into to age 36. He is not a player that relies, even though he does have great athleticism, he is not one of those players that relies so heavily on it. Like a Russell Westbrook, who once the athleticism isn't, you know, starts taking a few steps back, is just not quite the same player, you know? So awesome stuff from Mark and him. We're seeing incredible trends. And just look at this stat sheet. 29 points, 50% from the field. 50% from three, 90% from the free throw line, a 50-50-90 night with nine rebounds, five assists, two steals, and a block. I mean, come on. That is all like MVPs type numbers. Ridiculous. This is craziness. He deserves his flowers. He should be an all-star. Honestly, should be all NBA at this point. Is he top 15 player? Maybe. He should start getting some of that consideration because he's absolutely a top 20 player and you know the disrespect from like espn and the ringer having him at like number 31 player in the league it's a joke the jazz are now uh let's see what are we where are we what's what's going on what am i doing what's my name uh look at this they are now past houston in the standings and if you go to nba.com and you go look at the standings here. They have now jumped into the nine seed. All right, that's not loading. Come on, man. By the way, I think I'm going to get fiber internet soon. I'm very excited. They can tear up my entire yard. I don't care. I hate it. Tear it up. Give me fiber. So anyways, 21 and 20, 8 and 2. They've won five in a row. And look at this. They are just a half game back of the Phoenix Suns for the eight spot. The old school playoff lock, you know? And they smoked Dallas. Look out, baby. With this win rate, who knows what can happen? Can they get to that sixth seed? That was what I thought was kind of their ceiling this year. Absolutely in play. Tonight was the abs the actual halfway point of the season because it's 41 games. They have a half of the season left. So I think there is definitely going to be, by the way, go out and get your votes for Lowry Markin and for All-Star if you haven't already, but 21 and 20, they are only a half game back of the, the Phoenix Suns, who are another injury away from disaster. The Dallas Mavericks, they can't seem to get Luka Doncic healthy and are playing just average basketball, five and five. The Jazz can catch up if they can keep, obviously, if they can keep this rate up, they'll be in the four seed eventually, you know, they're playing, look at this. Last 10, Minnesota's actually scuffling a little bit, but look at this. Last 10, 8-2, 7-3, 8-2. The Jazz are playing at the level of the top four teams in the NBA. They're just sitting here at ninth. So if you keep it up, 
you can absolutely even avoid the plan. KO to Omayabaji. Yeah, that alley-oop was sweet. That was amazing. Uh, $2. Thank you so much. Uh, I always forget. What was it originally? DW to CB. Hello, play-in or maybe playoffs. Play to convey. We are absolutely making the playoffs this year. Well, we're making the play-in. Unless you, I mean, we got that little scary injury to marketing where it looked like he got his fingers stretched or, I don't know, or banged or something, jammed his fingers. Hopefully it's just jammed fingers and he'll be okay, but he certainly played well at the end. So, uh, but hopefully they can just continue this level of play, but they're getting high level play from so many different guys. Um, I forgot what I was going to say, uh, but let's just move on. Let's see. Yeah, what was I forgot? Now it's gonna bug me. All right, John Collins. We mentioned it before. The pair, what is making this John Collins thing work, and we really saw evidence of tonight, is that John Collins and Larry Markkinen can kind of switch off duties protecting the rim. John Collins is willing to bang. I mean, look at this, Mark Walker. I, you know, it's just everyone deserves a bad night, so it's okay. It's okay. But Walker Kessler was terrible tonight. He was terrible. And so John Collins, who played only, what, 14 minutes the game before, literally last night, plays 34 tonight. It's just another evidence of how hard he adjusts. If someone doesn't have it, they don't play. And if someone else does, they do. Collins was awesome tonight, and the Jazz do not win with Colin, without Collins. Uh, John the Baptist tonight, 7 for 9 from the field, 3 for 4 from 3. Forcing Anthony Davis out of the paint, which is a big-time thing, and it's why this five-out offense is a big deal. He scores at an efficient clip, and look at this, 19 points, 13 rebounds. John Collins was a monster tonight, and we've heard the rumors about what's going on with him and, and trade deadline and whatnot. John Collins showed tonight that he's worth someone else going after him if they want him. Now, if he plays at this level and he's doing stuff like this, I mean, do you want to trade him? I don't know. Uh, but look at this. Three steals, two assists, one block, just one turnover. Really great. Uh, John Collins, you know, all the trade rumors, the, you know, multiple reports, uh, especially from Andy Larson at the Salt Lake Tribune talked about it. The Jazz disappointed with him not understanding um, concepts of the game and stuff like, or of the offense and defense. Well, it certainly looks like he might be figuring it out. And maybe that was one of the things uh, that changed this season in a lot of ways. But Collins looks like he is absolutely a core part of what's going on. And it's that shooting. It's the spread. He's making good decisions. He plays hard. Um, and you know what else? It's the mentality. We got to talk about that a little bit, but KO to Omaya Baji, another $2. Thank you for the super chat, guys. So incredible. John was baptizing in a lake. He was. He that's actually great. That is fantastic. He baptized in the lake -ers. Fantastic. He was wading around and he was doing a lot of dunking. Dunking and dunking, right? Fantastic comment. Well done. Well done. Uh, but anyways, I just, um, there were two guys on this team that changed this game and not necessarily statistically. So if you were watching this and, you know, us jazz fans, we're an angry bunch. We're an angry group. <laughs> we had a lot of chips on our shoulder. Lots of Lay's potato chips. I never understood that. What kind of chips are they? Are they Lay's? Are they Ruffles? I personally am a fan. My favorite chip is a Ruffled Lay. 
however you say that. Um, that sounded a little dirty, but I do like a ruffled lay and very good with the dip. A lot of those chips on our shoulders. Um, I, where am I going? I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Anyways, we were angry because D'Angelo Russell gave the too small sign to Colin Sexton. And the Laker, he was jawing at the crowd. He was getting bad calls in the first half. He was he was taunting the crowd. And us Jazz fans, we were annoyed. And you could tell there were a few players on the Jazz, and I'm including this guy right here, that were a little rattled. And I don't know if it's because you're playing the Lakers. You know, it was the same kind of look, the same fear in, uh, in the eye. What does Aragorn say at the, the gates of Mount Doom? A fear in the eye that took my heart from me. <laughs> well, that was what happened. I, the same look the Jazz were given the Boston Celtics, for whatever reason, they gave that look to the Los Angeles Lakers, and the Lakers were trying to bully the Jazz out of this game. And two guys, especially Colin Sexton, that were not having it, that were up to the task, were Colin Sexton and John Collins. And that leadership and that mentality was massive. You know, guys like Keontae George are going to see that. Or Ochai Abaji. Guys that maybe don't feel like they can be that leader just yet and step up like that. Colin Sexton did. And John Collins did. That was awesome. And you need those guys that can stand up to that type of play. Because that's how the Lakers win. I mean, they're not shooting the ball well this year. The Lakers do not have... Look at their offense. Their offense is 23rd in the league. It's crazy. They do not shoot the ball very well. They're not very efficient. So how do they win? They bully. They play defense. They try to wear you down with size and just, you know, bully ball. That's what they are. It's what they do. And they would have won this game if this was a younger Jazz team with no vets on the team. They just... I'm pretty sure. I mean, I don't think Keontae would have backed down, but Walker Kessler definitely did. He was not up for it this game. He just wasn't. And it was not my favorite thing to see. I'm not going to lie. And so it makes me happy that John Collins was there. It makes me happy that Colin Sexton was there. And Chris Dunn, too. Chris Dunn is about it. He is about it. And he is not afraid. And so these three right here, and you know, even Larry Markkinen, Larry Markkinen, although I think Markkinen was settling for shots. And that, by the way, was also a problem in the first quarter. Uh, they were just settling. They weren't driving to the hip, the the hoop, the rim, the hoop, the him. Anyways, and I don't know if that's a little bit of mentality. It could also have been a little bit of the Jazz were a little tired. They're on the back end of a back-to-back -back, uh, third game in four nights. The Jazz were probably tired tonight. Luckily, it was a home game sleeping in your own beds and whatnot but man they did not look all that tough and it's probably legs i probably should give them a little credit although i tell you what i don't i'm gonna stop bragging on kessler but man he only has played between like 14 and 20 minutes the last two games it's not like he's out there for 36 minutes you know so that was a big time thing for them to have these guys on the team absolutely it's why you know they're gonna make some trades at the trade deadline i at least that's what we've been told. If they don't, it's because things fell through. But for now, you got to appreciate John Collins, Colin Sexton, and Chris Dunn for their leadership and just the mental toughness. Sometimes in the NBA, it's just about being mentally tough. You know, there's bullies in this NBA, big time bullies. 
and you have to stand up to them or they will crush you. They do not care. And that's the league. That's you've got to be, you better, you better bully or you're going to be bullied. And that was the case. And so it's good to have these guys on the team. You need that mentality and you've got to have the young guys learn that you, you can't just win by finesse. You just can't. You have to be tough. You have to be mentally tough and physically tough. You just got to have it. So big time stuff. So Colin Sexton, we mentioned the toughness, but look at this 27 points, five assists, four rebounds that the way he skies in for those rebounds sometimes is absolutely amazing. He just jumps among those trees. And I know the jazz are looking to get size at every position, but Colin Sexton plays big. You know, he's only what six foot, six foot one or whatever he is. Yes. Young bull bullied back. He absolutely did the young bully baby. Uh, but anyways, he, he plays 27 minutes and they were hard minutes, scores super efficiently. There's no one that stays in front of him. They just, you just can't. And he skies to the rim. And if he has even the slightest advantage, he's going to score on you. He's going to score. It is, he has gone from my least favorite player to watch to, I absolutely love it when he's on the floor that, you know, it's that feeling you get of security when certain players on the floor and Colin Sexton is one of them because you trust he's making the right play now. It's awesome. I love Colin Sexton. And so I think he might be on this Jazz team for a long time and the Jazz will be lucky to have him. If you want Colin Sexton, you're going to have to pay up because he is awesome. Um, Let's see. Yes, Austin R. Grant, welcome to the show, man. Welcome. Uh, Let's see. Chris Dunn. Plays just 16 minutes tonight. They were solid minutes. They were not guarding him from three. They were trying to force him from three. <laughs> and Chris Dunn, that second three he took, he was calling for it and knocks it down. That was massive. I love Chris Dunn. Leadership, mentality, everything. The vibes are immaculate with Chris Dunn. And what an incredible leadership role he has taken on with his team. I'm sure Danny Ainge and Justin Zanuck love it because it's, not only is he playing well when he's on the floor, distributing it. Look, that three assists in just 15 minutes. If he plays 36, that's like almost 10 assists. Uh, but he just plays defense. He plays hard. He is a leader. He is always there to pick other guys up. Absolutely might be the leader of the Utah Jazz. And that's not an exaggeration. He might be the leader of this team, the leader of the locker room. And that's why I'd be afraid to trade that guy. Um, just because of that alone. Like, even if he, you know... Who's the guy that's played for ages, and I think he just recently retired and became a coach? Uh, Udonis Haslam for the Miami Heat. Can can we make Chris Dunn our Udonis Haslam that is on the Jazz for the next 10 years, and you just keep signing him and keep re-signing him because he's like a coach on the floor in some ways and just leadership, character, mentality, all of the things. I love Chris Dunn. That's why I gave him the thumbnail tonight. I had to get th the, 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 the strength from Chris Dunn, baby. All right. We've talked enough about Walker Kessler. He'll have better days. No more ragging on Walker Kessler. Uh, Jordan Clark. Let's see. Keontae George. He's another guy that the Jazz do not win this game without Keontae George. And I know there have been times where we're giving him a little bit of, you know, and people talking about in the comments and things about the shooting and, and what, well, guess what? He shot the ball well tonight. And it was a big time game. I know three for nine from three is not completely perfect, but that's good enough. And these were big buckets that he was hitting. Five for 11, he fouls out Austin Reeves. One of the things with Keontae George that's so good, you know, 11 shots and 19 points. That's efficiency, man. Uh, six for six from the free throw line. 
The thing with Keontae George is he is not afraid of the moment. And the best things happen when he drives to the basket. When he goes to the basket, he gets fouled. He goes, it's just, he has just an absolute knack for drawing those fouls. If he has an edge, kind of like Sexton, he's not quite as fast as Sexton, but he's crafty and he's pretty darn quick. If he gets that edge and gets there, he's usually either getting fouled or scoring. And he has great touch on that floater. He's just a baller. And, and we know about the passing and the vision and all he can do. There's going to be a point where the Jazz lean into his pick-and-roll ability, and it's going to be great. And when that shot gets more consistent, the three-point shot, especially the pull-up three while running a pick-and-roll, it's lights out. It's going to be absolutely awesome. And his de- defense is solid, too. Really pretty solid. So exciting stuff from the young rookie. And Jordan Clarkson, the shooting wasn't quite there tonight. Look at that. 33% from the field, one for six from the field. He did take he did take eight free throws, scores 21 points with four assists. Um, the shooting wasn't quite there tonight with Jordan Clarkson, but he had some he had some moments here and there. He did not, well, he played 31, so the Jazz definitely leaned into him. Um you know, some nights you're just not going to shoot the ball well. I actually felt like Clarkson played well tonight. Sometimes you see the box score and you're a little surprised, but uh, you can't be a perfect shooter every single night. Ochai Abaji, you know, the shooting's still not quite there. It was nice to see it last game, but man, this guy plays good defense. He plays 18 minutes, which is a little more than he's been playing recently, and it's just because defensively he's awesome. Four rebounds, he gets the one block shot. Um... He's just a guy that you can go out there for 15 minutes a night and he's going to play great defense and he can hit the corner three. It's just he's slumping right now. You know, I just I'm not trading Ochai Baji because it's nice to have an athletic wing that can go out and play great defense. And he did that tonight. He was one of the only guys that even gave D'Angelo Russell any sort of fits. And so uh, shouts out to to. Ochai Abaji, who plays great defense. And at one point, he was playing when Walker Kessler was just absolutely uh, just lilting. Ochai Abaji was protecting the rim for him. It was pretty awesome. This blocked shot, you know, it just shows up as this measly little one. But he was protecting the rim while Walker Kessler struggled and then Hardy adjusted. Ochai Abaji deserves credit for this win tonight. Uh, flat out. He was on the floor when... Olinick and Kessler were struggling. You know, it kept a bad situation from getting much worse. So shout out to Ochai Baji, man. Finally, Kelly Olinick, you know, struggled in the first half for sure. Statistically not great. He did have a better second half. My favorite moment was the camera caught him yelling. I don't know which Laker, but obviously there was some Laker jawing <laughs> at Walker Kessler. And Walker Kessler yells out, block my shot, mother... It was clear as day, and I loved it. It was right after Walker Kessler, or not Walker Kessler, Kelly Olenek drives to the basket, and I think he threw up a lob to Kessler. Awesome moment of the game. And just another example of one of the veterans who's been in a lot of big games and is not afraid of the other team. Uh, you know, he has other guys get in his face, jaw in his face. They try to take advantage, and Kelly Olenek is up for it. He is the guy that tore Kevin Love's sh- shoulder out, okay? W- Kelly Olenek is about it. He is not afraid of you, D'Angelo Russell. He is not afraid of you, Christian Wood. Not afraid. Uh, he didn't have his best night tonight, though, but that's okay. Yes, walk my shot, mo- block my shot, Mother Laker. That's what he said. <laughs> uh, absolutely. All right, so 
I think that's everything tonight. What a fun win for the Utah Jazz. Absolutely amazing. Like we said, look at this. The Utah Jazz now sit at the nine seed, a half game back of the Suns. So we are now, in fact, did the Suns play today? I'm just curious. Let's do scoreboard watch. Hoops nerd. 2024, baby. Uh, Golden State. Haha, -ha, lost losers. Golden State lost again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's go to CL games here. So let's go to, I don't think this Phoenix Suns played today. Let's see. No, they did not. So what is today? Today's, is it midnight? No, the 13th. So the 14th, who's the late, who do the Suns play the Blazers? Dang it. Well, it may not happen anytime soon, but we shall see. Sorry. I just wanted to look. I don't care. All right, guys, let's see. Let's give a shout out to the All-Stars tonight. And let's just give a shout out to, let's give a shout out to Dirty Jazz. Oh, wait, I almost screwed it up. I almost screwed it up. Holy smokes. I got too excited. All right, there we go. That's how we do it. We can't do it without the music. Um, by the way, if you would like to join the channel, just hit the join button below and you can join one of the tiers. If you join any tier, you can join part of the chat and I appreciate it. It's amazing. It supports the channel. If you would like to be a producer of the show, get your personalized nickname and a thank you in every show because I am so grateful to the All-Stars. Join the All-Star tier. Anyways, let's just give a shout out to our All-Stars tonight. Dirty Jazz Car Wash Channel, Just Buckets JB, the baby Elliot Madsen, but a man among men. Da Dangerous Danger FC, Christian House Money to Haas, The Outlaw, Jesse James Nelson, All the Josh You Need, Just Josh in Your Pod, Ryan Perry, The Legend, Asikali Ricebe, The Man From Down Under, Yes, Jake C. Ked, See Ya, Lexalator, Built Ford Tough, Alexander Tufts, Jorge Arrizaga Mimigo de Abajo, Jordan to Go Best Roll, TGD Total Game Domination, Tyson Price, The Price is Right, Austin R. Grant, Editor Extraordinaire, KO to Omaya Baji, DW to CB, Patrick Kubel, The Connoisseur, and Robert Hall of Fame. Guys, thanks again for supporting the channel. If you haven't already, if you're new here and you're a jazz fan, like and subscribe. Join, and that would be great. And also, if you haven't already, go to Hoops, go to Prize Picks. Use promo code HoopsNerd. I would appreciate it. Guys, I will talk to you next time.